Welcome to the Essential Tennis Podcast. If you love tennis and want to improve your game, this podcast is for you. Whether it's technique, strategy, equipment, or the mental game, tennis professional Ian Westerman is here to make you a better player. And now, here's Ian. Hi, and welcome to the Essential Tennis Podcast, your place for free, expert tennis instruction that can truly help you improve your game. Today's episode of the Essential Tennis Podcast is brought to you by ProTranscript.com and TennisTours.com. Thank you very much for joining me today, and I want to let you guys know about a free way that you guys can get some tactical and strategical instruction from myself and Royce, another certified tennis professional who posts at the forums at EssentialTennis.com. Next Saturday, or actually, I'm sorry, this coming Saturday, March 27th at 9.30 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, we're going to be doing a live video web conference. And during that conference, I'm going to be playing some singles video from a member of the forums at EssentialTennis.com. And Royce and myself will be going point by point and giving them strategical feedback and instruction. You can watch this for free and get all of the the tactical information and advice and instruction that we give. Just send me an email at ian at essentialtennis.com, and I will tell you where you need to go in order to watch this and take part in the strategy session. Again, that's this coming Saturday, the 27th. So shoot me an email, and I'll tell you what to do to take part in that. And lastly, before we get on with the show, I want to tell you guys about the winner of the flip cam, and that is Gabriel in Venezuela. He's eight years old and entered the contest to win that flip cam, and his name came up on top of the, the list. So congratulations to him. I've been emailing back and forth with his father, Carlos, and I look forward to getting them that camera so that they can start using it to improve both of their tennis games. So congratulations, guys. All right, let's get going with today's show. Sit back, relax, and get ready for some great tennis instruction. My guest today on the Essential Tennis Podcast is mental toughness expert David Grumpin. David, welcome back to the podcast. Thanks, Ian. Thanks Thanks for having me. It's good to be back. Yeah, I'm glad to have you. I can definitely say without a doubt that some of the most popular shows that that I've done on the podcast so far have had you as a guest. People really enjoy talking about mental toughness topics and and how to be better out there on the court and and be tougher uh, and not choke, not be anxious, uh, not be nervous, maybe dealing with a a partner, a doubles partner who's difficult to deal with these types of topics. Um, why do you think mental topics are, are so popular among tennis players? Uh, I think one of the reasons is because there's not a lot of access to mental tennis information and training out there. Uh, you know, it's, it's really easy to go to the club and, and get a lesson on your backhand or your footwork. But, you know, I, it's, it's a little more of a scarcity. There's less supply of mental tennis stuff. So, And it's also something people really struggle with. So I think it's uh, something that is easily popular just because there's not much out of out sure. not much out there, but there is a lot of demand. Well, I'm gr- really glad to have you back on. And, and those of you listening, David and I have done many shows previously. I, I think five, maybe even five, five or six. Okay. If you guys sign up for the the archives at the the, the podcast page at essentialtennis.com, 
you can can find all the previous shows that we've done together and, and lots of really good topics that we've talked about. And today, uh, the first thing I want to go over with David is I want to do a little overview of what David is going to be doing in terms of the Next Essential Tennis Clinic, which is going to be held in Baltimore, Maryland on May 28th, 29th, and 30th. David is going to be on the court with me, helping me teach during that clinic, and we're going to be doing an off-court training session as well that's going to feature David doing a mental toughness workshop. So, David, why don't you tell us a little bit, give us kind of a, a little taste of what exactly you're going to be talking about to those people who happen to attend the, the clinic in May. Sure. Uh, so, the first thing is what we're going to cover is the foundation for mental toughness. You know, just like when they start to build a building, they put the girders in first, the, you know, the structure of the building inside the bones. So, that's the first thing we're going to cover and just having that, you know, I've shown that just that to people and they've gotten huge amounts of value for their tenants just in terms of even having an idea of and a framework of mental, for mental toughness. So I lay, that's the first part I'm going to lay out for everybody. And it's very simple, very easy to understand. I do it with eight-year-olds uh, with, this, with the framework and they, they get it easily. So um, that's the first aspect. Then, you know, in a lot of the podcasts previously, I've talked about nasty benefits like eating a Twinkie, junk food <laughs> that gets us stuck in no mental toughness, right? Yeah. And so <clears throat> the next piece that I'm going to cover is going over exactly what these nasty benefits are and how they relate to tennis. And we're going to give a comprehensive outline of them. And there are not many of them. And having that in a tennis player having that in their tool belt to refer to is a huge asset. Uh, in terms of looking back, you're in a slump, something's not working. Looking at these makes a huge, huge difference in terms of getting yourself unstuck and, you know, using the Twinkie example again, getting unfat. Okay. Um, so from then, with the framework and then the nasty benefits, what we're going to do is we're actually going to do a, uh, not literally, but quote-unquote, on-the-court exercise uh, for an area of your tennis where you want to improve an aspect of your mental game. And it, we're going to work with dealing with the nasty benefits. And specifically, uh, people are going to get a chance to pick an area where they have a complaint in their tennis. And this could be a complaint regarding a surface. You know, I don't like cheaters. My forehand's bad. I'm in a slump. My second serve's no good. I get distracted when this happens. I don't like the sun. The wind annoys me. Any complaint <laughs> a tennis player can have. Sure. And so we're going to do an exercise to cause a, a huge gain in this area because when someone has a complaint in an area of their tennis, it's it next to impossible, if not impossible, to actually cause um, progress in that area with the complaint still there. So it's an it's exercise to take the complaint apart. And it's very useful. And in the end, I guarantee, I promise, that you'll come out with a whole new game plan that's going to blow you away. Awesome. Out of the exercise. So that's, that's what we're going to cover in the workshop, and that's my promise for the people who are there. And it's going to be good. I promise, promise, promise. <laughs> it better be good, David. Yeah, I know. <laughs> well, I'm, I'm really excited about the, the format that I have set up um, in the morning, that, that Saturday, the 29th. We're going to be doing several hours of on-court instruction. 
We're all going to have lunch together. We're going to get back on the court, do several more hours of, of on-court instruction. Then you're going to do your, your mental toughness workshop. And following that, we're going to have a singles and doubles tournament, which I did at my first clinic as well, which is a lot of fun. Nice. Everybody gets to compete. And David and I are going to be kind of walking around doing uh, kind of coaching on the court. And so I, I think that having back-to-back your mental toughness workshop and then going right into some competition and point play is going to be really cool for, for people to get this focus and, and information and, and learn how to be tougher out there and then go right out and practice it with you and I on the court uh, there to kind of help them out and, and guide them through it. So I, I think it's going to be a huge value for people. Yeah, that's perfect. They're going to get a, a great opportunity for them to practice what we just went over in the mental toughness workshop. That's great. Yeah. Well, let, let's get going with some questions from people on the forums. Uh, and, and by the way, I can't, I can't wait for that clinic, uh, David. I think it's going to be great. And by the way, there are, I think there's five spots left at this point. So if you guys are interested in signing up for that clinic and spending time on the courts and, and off the court with David and myself, shoot me an email at ian at essentialtennis.com or just go to essentialtennis.com and click on clinics and there's information on how to sign up right there. Uh, now we've got two questions here from people on the forums for you, David. And they're, uh, David told me before the show started that they're closely related, so I'm going to go ahead and read both of them. The first one is from BB in North Carolina, and she wanted David to talk about how to keep intensity and focus up when you're in a slump, when you're in kind of a, a down section of time uh, in your game. Also, Mark in San Diego said that he would like recommendations for what to do uh, and what to think about during changeovers. And he said this is probably different for singles versus doubles, but he wants to know what to do uh, during changeovers. Now, I'm not quite sure how those are related, but David, I'm, I'm, looking, <laughs> I'm looking forward to seeing uh, how they're connected. Sure. So with, with, our, mental with our mental tennis, really depends a lot on what we're focused on. And that's, that's pretty much what the, the crux of when you get deep down to it. You know, your mental game is good if you're focused on something that's really useful and powerful, and it's not going to be that great if you're focused on something that's not. So there's always a choice that you have to make minute by minute of what you're going to be focusing on. Now, a lot of times we get on the court and we kind of go on to autopilot with with our mind and our focus. And that's actually the opposite of what you want to do. It takes a huge amount of mental effort to really stay in the zones and stay mentally tough throughout a match. And part of that is constantly choosing to be mentally tough or not be mentally tough. And you have a choice every minute. And it, you know, it's very, it's very broad in general, choosing to be mentally tough or not mentally tough. And there are all kinds of nuances and, and specifics that go along with that. But in the end, so you have a, there's a choice to have an intention to win, which what I would call being mentally tough, or a choice to be in a trap. And, you know, one of the traps could be complaining to yourself. You know, a lot of times players complain to themselves during a match, which is what we'll cover in the clinic. But it, it also causes slumping and is something that you may be really, it may be really useful to deal with during a changeover. So that's that's the broader part of this. So getting down to the specifics. Now, to keep up the intensity and focus in a slump, it first takes getting out of the slump. 
and you know, this relates over changeover. So if you're in a slump or if you're at a changeover and it's going badly, there's a really useful tool that I recommend. And it's really asking yourself, what are the facts here? And it's a, you know, going over the facts, I'll get, I'll, I'll get into what I mean by that in a second. It's a really useful way to get yourself up out of the, the muck of no mental toughness. I mean, you, you know what I'm talking about here, Ian, right? <laughs> I'm very familiar with muck. Yeah, yes. <laughs> me too, right? <laughs> so to it, ask yourself a simple question, giving simple answers to yourself, what are the facts here? Is a great way to get up out of the muck. And the facts could be what the score is, I'm not hitting my forehand how I want it to how I want to. My first serve is going in well. It's sunny out. I'm playing on clay. Those can all be examples of facts. And in doing this, you really want to be uh, aware and cognizant that you're not keeping interpretation in here with asking what the facts are. So an example of having interpretation in there would be my forehand's my forehand's really bad today, or my player is really, you know, the other guy is really annoying. Those, those are all, those are not facts. Those are, those are things mixed with interpretation. That actually will not have you, that'll have you get deeper into the monk. So those are opinions, basically. Right. Yeah, you want to keep your opinion out of it with this. And you want to keep it very black and white. What are the facts? It's something that, you know, a, a dog that doesn't have opinions would easily be able to see, right? <laughs> you know, provide the dog knew some stuff about tennis. So anyway, so... <clears throat> Something to do over changeovers and to to use when you're in a slump is to figure out what are the facts here. It's very sobering once you really you really get to it. So that's the first step. Then then what's really useful, and I, I talked about a second ago, that you're always choosing. You always have a choice, an intention to win and mental toughness or complaining or being in a slump or whatever your focus is that's keeping you in a slump. And once you really get to the facts, it, it's a choice of what's my game plan. All right, I'm going to stick back with my game plan. Or I'm really focused on being aggressive today. Okay, I'm going to, I'm going to go focus on that again. The chances are if you're in a slump or you're at a change or it's not going well, your focus got derailed somewhere. So this is a really useful and simple tool set to get you back on track and being mentally tough. You just have to use it. So it's kind of kind of just a matter of taking a step back, I guess, and looking at the big picture and saying, you know, this is true, this is true, this is true, and then looking at those things as a whole and kind of picking the most uh, worthwhile one? Um, I mean, you don't even have to pick one of, the, you know, one of the worthwhile ones is, you know, one of the worthwhile facts. I mean, you could come up with, okay, I'm playing on clay, the score is 5-2, and it's sunny today. Mm-hmm. And just really focusing on that, Will, will give you the opportunity to regain, you know, and then choose again what you're actually going to focus on. Like, oh, I remember today I was actually going to focus on breaking the person's backhand down. Okay. So the main thing here is to get our minds off of our own, I guess, opinions or, or mm-hmm. subjective thoughts. Right, exactly. Or, or pull yourself out of the muck of the complaint that you have or, right. the, you know, your opinion about your, your opponent or even your doubles partner. Sure. And this is a it's a it's a quick and, and simple and easy technique to have you do that. I've got a question about something that you said while you were kind of setting this up. You you made the statement that good 
mental toughness or, or I guess mental play uh, while you're playing tennis is not something you can do on, on autopilot. It, it takes mental effort. Now, uh, is this something that we can practice, uh, kind of like a, maybe a good forehand stroke uh, technique? Is this something we could practice enough times that maybe eventually it could be on autopilot? Or is this just something that's always going to take, uh, I guess, conscious effort? Yeah, so that's a really good question. That I, you know, in a lot of the podcasts I've referred to that the mental toughness muscle, right? Yeah. And it's, you know, just like you have endurance for your fitness in a tennis match, your body gets tired or your body, you know, you stay energetic. It's the same, it's the same thing with your mental toughness muscle. And, you know, in practicing it in matches and in competition and competitive settings is an opportunity to grow that muscle and grow your mental toughness endurance. Okay. So the stronger you can get that muscle, the easier it is to be mentally tough quicker, be mentally tough for longer periods of time. And so it's something that it takes building, but once once you're stronger at it, it gets easier and easier. But it always will take something, take focus and intention to be mentally tough. Unfortunately, it doesn't ever get super easy. <laughs> Um, if it was if it was super easy, then everybody would do it. Yeah, no, I, I think that's really important to point out. It's it's not gonna. It, I guess it, can we kind of look at this in the same way as good stroke technique, where it's kind of a one in a million shot that you're just gonna walk out onto the court and just do it right, you know, the first time. Absolutely. Yeah, um, and it, it, I don't mean to discourage anybody out there, but I mean. I mean, let's be honest, the technique part of it is tough. And if you don't have somebody guiding you along the, the correct path, then, you know, just figuring it out and just doing it the most efficient way is something that takes a lot of natural kind of talent and ability. Do, do people have, you know, that, that chance of having natural ability of being mentally tough as well? Is it kind of the same thing as physical uh, talent? I mean, yeah, everybody, I mean, everybody has their own natural and self-developed aptitude and skill and mental toughness as is. And it's an area that, that can always be developed. Um, okay. you, know, you can look at it like, I think a really good analogy would be natural athleticism. If you have, if you're say naturally athletic, then you may, you know, you may be able to pick up tennis a little easier. Right. Um, and some people have a natural aptitude towards mental toughness. You may be able to pick it up a little easier However, um, I don't want anybody to get discouraged. Maybe you don't think you have a natural aptitude for anything. With mental toughness, you can all, you just have to work at it. And they're all, you know, I guarantee I've seen people who turned around from awful to amazing in terms of their mental game. Um, they just put in, they just put in the effort and work that it took. Uh, and it's, you know, if we think about it, how much time do we spend working on our stroke production? And how, you know, how much guidance do we get on that? Tons, right? Yeah. Uh, and then mostly how much how much effort and attention do we put on our mental game? Not that much, right? Yeah. So, you know, and the way I the way I break down the areas and other people have different breakdowns, that's fine. Um, but the way I break it down to keep it simple for developing your overall ability to win is, you know, there's it's a it's a circle that's, you know, divided into three slices like a, like a peace sign. So in in one sector, there's your your skill, your stroke, your stroke production, you know how you know how well you you move your feet, things like that. Your your skill, and then you've got your fitness in another, and then the last is your mental toughness. And a lot of people work on all of them a lot, except the mental toughness aspect. 
So in working on the male toughness and growing that muscle and practicing it and, and doing the exercises that we've laid out a lot here in the podcast, it's, a, it's an opportunity to grow your overall ability to win and practice an area that very few people do grow. Good stuff. Well, let's get back to how that relates to uh, keeping intensity when, when you're in a slump. And, and you said, first of all, you have to have the intention to win. We yep. want to find out, you know, what are the facts, be, be objective in, in our thinking, um, and then remind yourself of what you wanted to work on that day or, or, or I guess, what your focus is tactically. Right. Uh, was there any other steps after that? Yeah, so I mean, there are no more really steps to take, but I, I want to tie it all together a little bit more. Yeah, and, sure. And the ability to which you can maintain your intensity and your ability to which you can get yourself out of a slump is directly proportional to how strong your mental toughness muscle is okay, and how practiced it is. So um, to keep up, you know, to keep up the intensity and something to do when you're at a changeover and it's going well is it's a little bit, it's a little bit different. So when you're at a changeover and you want to keep up the intensity or, you know, you're just you're not even at a changeover, the first thing, you know, huge trap is to pat yourself on the back. Like, look how good I'm doing. Give yourself a little bit of a break from exercising the muscle and, and really focusing on and putting intention on your male toughness. That's always a trap. And I see that happen quite a bit. <laughs> That's one thing to avoid it, first. Yeah, it's tempting, isn't it? I mean, oh gosh, to, yeah. like maybe up a break or, or up 3-0 in the first set and be like, all right, man, I'm doing awesome. Right, right, yeah. This is great. This guy's got nothing. This is going to be easy. Yeah. Right, and this all goes back. I remember we had a podcast a long time ago to how to avoid choking. and It's 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 all the same thing, really. And it's the same thing as eating a Twinkie while on the court, really. Um, so what you want to do to occupy your mind and, and not give yourself a break when it's going well over a changeover and to keep up the intensity is you want to – one thing that's really useful is to talk with yourself about what's working in an objective manner. Okay, well, what's working? Okay, well, I'm moving my feet well, and I'm really focusing on pummeling this guy's backhand, and I'm focused on being aggressive with my serve. Okay, great. So because that way, you know what to keep up. Okay. I talk to a lot of players who, you know, they're, they're on the changeover, and they're like, man, I'm doing awesome. This is great. I'm in the zone. <laughs> and I'm like, that's great. What are you focusing on to have that happen? They're like, I have no idea. And so, so then they don't, they don't have as much access as they could to keeping in the zone and getting it back once they're out because they don't know what to actually focus on. Hmm. And that gets back to you have to choose what to focus on. And if you don't know what to choose, you can't choose. Your, your, your mind will choose for you, and that's actually a very dangerous practice. Well, I, uh, I want to get more into that. But first, I, I want to remind uh, listeners of my sponsor of the podcast, uh, which is TennisTours.com, and they sell ticket packages and along with accommodations to all of the Grand Slams and many other ATP Masters 1000 events. Uh, the next one coming up, actually, is in Miami, the Sony Ericsson Open. And if you guys go to TennisTours.com, you can check out all the different packages they have, uh, everything from, uh, you know, basically every every possible price point they have from from luxury boxes to just regular ground passes and when you guys use the promotional code essential with a capital e that's essential with a capital e you guys will get a 25 dollars discount off of any purchase that you make at tennistours.com so definitely go check that out and thank them for their support of the essential tennis podcast by purchasing your your tickets through them whenever you guys go to professional events which are 
definitely awesome for you guys to go check out as you continue to improve your game. Now let's keep talking about being in the zone, and I, and I find it really interesting because that's kind of that was kind of a really big buzzword or, or phrase, I guess, uh, a couple right. years ago, um, and I, I'm sure it still is. Is you know how can I get in the zone? And I, I find that interesting that so many so many times when players are are interviewed after an obviously like incredible match for them, mm-hmm. and they get asked about that, uh, they don't really seem to have any um, like any meat to their their the, whatever they're they're talking about it's just like i was like like you were saying uh the, the player you were talking with says that they were in the zone and then you say why and it's like i have no idea but it's awesome you know it's fun uh, and then before you know it they kind of come crashing down in the next couple of games or maybe the next match uh after being in the zone i i mean how um how likely is it that we can actually find a certain thing or maybe a a, a grouping of things that when we focus on it, it it gets us more likely to really be focused like that um you, you know one of the cool things about training mental toughness is that it gives you an opportunity to choose if you're going to be in the zone or not and get better and better get yourself in the zone when you want to uh and the likelihood on your own of doing that is you know slim but uh, you know just like if you practice a really great inside out forehand and you practice and you practice and practice it, the more you do it, the more likely it is that you're going to be able to nail it more consistently in a match. Sure. So the more, the more you practice your mental toughness and really practice the tools that we've been going over in podcasts and, and you know, and even, you know, the more mental toughness training you can get, and it's, you know, especially in getting deeper in the mental toughness training, like we're going to, you know, I don't mean to selflessly plug here, but in the, in the workshop, you know, the more you can get tools like that and use those tools, the more you're going to be able to get yourself in the zone when you want to and need to. Okay. Uh, well, that, I mean, does that answer the question there? Yeah, definitely. And I, I think that should be really encouraging to people listening that that you guys have a chance if you focus on the right things and in the right ways to to be in the zone or, or be you know really focused and, and playing your best mo you know more and more often. Um, and I think that should really make you guys excited out there that with, with the right information, uh, I, I mean, uh, how, how fun would that be to, to be able to go out there and figure out how, how to play to your, your peak, uh, even just a little bit more often than now. And I, I mean, if you could double it, uh, that'd be incredible. Yeah. So, so this is such good information. Now I, I want you to tie this uh, together and you, you've kind of made some small connections here and there about uh, talking during changeovers and I'm, I'm starting to see how this fits in now, but can you tie what you're talking into what Mark in San Diego uh, asked about what to talk about during changeovers? Yeah, so with singles, what you really, if, it's, if you feel like it's not going well, just with singles, you want to do the following, you want to go over what the facts are and then remind yourself what the strategy is. Okay. I, I talked about pretty, uh, pretty extensively a minute ago. Should I, should I elaborate any on that? There's not a whole lot more to cover with that one. It's pretty. No, fun. no. I think uh, yeah, I think you got yeah. that. So, and if it's going well, again, this, there's that trap of, you know, this is, this is awesome. I'm doing really well. This is in the bag. This guy's got nothing. It's going to be easy. So you want to avoid that trap. Over, you know, the thing about changeover, it's good and it's bad. It's good because you can rest, you can regroup, you can, you know, you can talk to yourself, but it's also bad because you can talk to yourself. <laughs> and you know, a lot of times when we're just sitting there on our own, our our thoughts start to run rampant a little bit, and it's actually very easy to get caught in a mental toughness trap. So one thing to really, I think part, you know, half the game is to occupy your mind so it doesn't mess you over, you know. So you know, we can all think of a time, 
when all of a sudden a thought has hit us and we get really nervous before a match or all of a sudden a thought has hit us and then the match goes to heck, you know? Right. So part of it is occupying your mind so those don't happen, right? So you want to really go over it going, well, you know, think to yourself, what's working now? What am I doing well? What am I focused on? And then you really want to remind yourself and make sure that you're still focused on what it's been that's had you do so well up till now. So to so so be specific, it sounds like, is a key thing here. Yeah, so if you you know, so if I'm if I'm in a changeover and it's going well, you know, I can think, okay, well, I'm making the guy run around a lot and I'm I'm playing really aggressively off the ground. All right, so that's what's working. All right, great. So what am I gonna what am I gonna keep focusing on? All right, well I'm gonna take it to the next level and be aggressive. And so that would be one thing you do over a changeover. And you know, this is something and really the only difference between singles and doubles here is you can with doubles you can do this out loud. <laughs> Uh, I suppose, I suppose you could in single. Yeah, I suppose you, you, you could in singles. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and you want to, and this is something back from the the doubles podcast that we did in December. That you know, the good thing about having a doubles partner is that you have someone to work with and talk with about this stuff, and someone to remind you about, hey, what's you know, what are you focusing on right now? And uh, it's really it's really useful. I mean, there are also plenty of pitfalls too, but with doubles on a changeover. Talk with your partner. Hey, what's what's working right now? What are we doing this work? What am I doing this work? What are you doing? All right, what are we going to keep focusing on? And you can pump each other up. Um, you know, and then there are all kinds of. I don't know how much I want to get into it. If if one player is playing well, one player is playing badly. I know those. One of the questions on the forums, but I think we covered a lot of that in the last Mental Toughness podcast. I don't yeah, want to be redundant. Yeah, we did. Well. Um... Let's go ahead and just wrap everything up. We, we've just got a couple of minutes left. Um, but yeah, listeners, please go check out our previous shows. If you haven't already, we've gone over so many different topics, and it's just really good information. So check out the, the podcast archives yeah. at EssentialTennis.com. Let's go ahead and just kind of put a bow around all of this and, and kind of bring it all together, together, if you will, David. Yeah, absolutely. So in the workshop, we're going to be doing a really really powerful and useful exercise on handling complaints, which is one of the main, main, main aspects and things that have you get in a slump and playing badly. And you're not only going to get to handle a complaint right there live and cause your mental toughness to go to a new level, but you're going to get the tools to do it for future complaints. All right? And in terms of what we talked about today, you know, something that causes slumps is being stuck in complaints and, you know, some other stuff too. But complaints is a huge player in that. And so the, what we're going to be doing in the workshop is going to be huge for not only giving you the tools to get out of a slump, but also, you know, I keep saying, okay, and at the end, think about what you're going to focus on. You're going to come up with a killer game plan. It's going to really blow you away in the workshop in Baltimore. And that's something that you can use from then on to focus on. It's really going to have you be in the zone and be mentally tough. And all of that supports having and focusing on an intention to win, which really is what mental toughness is in the long run. Awesome. All right. Well, David, thank you very much for your time. Thank you for, for uh, doing another episode with me. We, we put a lot of stuff out there, and it, I think it's really cool how we continue to have new questions. And, you know, we, we kind of rehash uh, certain topics and, and things that we've gone over in, in other shows, but it's kind of fun to see how it pertains to different circumstances and singles and doubles and, mm-hmm. and, and kind of our 
our tennis games in general. So thanks so much for coming back on the show. And before you leave, please tell us where we can find you online. Yeah, absolutely. So it's www.sports.gemexecoach.com. One more time. Yes. <laughs> www.sports.gemexecoach.com. Okay. Great. Well, I look forward to doing the clinic with you in May. And those of you listening who are interested in spending a weekend with David and myself, please shoot me an email or check out the clinics page at EssentialTennis.com. David, thank you again. It's been great talking to you. And I look forward to spending some more time with you on the show again in the, in the near future. Yeah, it's going to be great. And I really look forward to the clinic too. You know, people who are already signed up and people who are looking to sign up, it will change your game, I promise. So I hope to see people out there in huge numbers. <laughs> That does it for this episode of the Essential Tennis Podcast, episode number 110. Thank you very much for joining me today, and hopefully my conversation with David has been helpful to you. I want to do some shout-outs now to a couple really important people this past week that donated to Essential Tennis and to the podcast to help support everything that I do on the website. First of all, Chain in Massachusetts, $15.00. Chris in Texas, $20. John in California, $10 donation. Gary in Florida, $50 donation. Kelvin in California, $5. And Kimberly in Texas began a $5 per month subscription donation. So thank you to all of you guys very much. And you know what? I I really appreciate all of these people a lot. And I've decided that every week, I'm going to give a free Essential Tennis shirt to the person who donates the highest amount, the highest single amount. So that that means that this week, uh, my first week, Gary in Florida, you're going to receive a free Essential Tennis shirt. I want to show my appreciation to you guys for your support. So that goes for next week and and every week here on out. If you donate the most uh, that given week uh, for the podcast, then I will send you guys a a free shirt. So thank you guys so much for your support. And if you're listening and the podcast has helped improve your game, please consider sending a donation to Essential Tennis. does not have to be very much to help. Just go to EssentialTennis.com, and on the front page on the bottom right, there's a box that says Donate. So thank you very much. All right, that does it for this week. Thanks again for joining me. Take care, and good luck with your tennis. 